Thank you. Thank you for the reminder. Um, we are studying our, continue our study in Romans chapter 15. We'll spend the bulk, bulk of the time in verses 1 through 13. Um, if you recall on last week, uh, when we kind of quickly uh, went through some of these verses, uh, so we'll repeat some of what we went through last week, uh, but I'm going to kind of lay down uh, some challenges so you can be thinking ahead of time, because what it said, um, we'll, we'll read it in a moment, but what it said about these things were written for uh, our encouragement, uh, so that by them, et cetera, et cetera. So once you start thinking in advance now, some of your Old Testament stories, scriptures of encouragement uh, and support. Um, and so all the things that maybe you studied in Sunday school or Bible study fellowship that you may have to dust off, uh, we're going we're gonna to challenge you to, to look at those tonight. So I'm going to go ahead and read verses 1 through 13, and then we'll um, get into the word. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good to build them up. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and, and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the Jews on behalf of God's truth, so that the promises made to the patriarchs might be confirmed, and moreover, that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy, as it is written. Therefore, I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing the praises of your name. Again, it says, rejoice you Gentiles with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Let all the peoples extol him. And again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will spring up, one who will arise to rule over the nations. In him, the Gentiles will hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we'll stop there Amen. for tonight. And uh, before we dive into again, if there are any, what say one or two things that just stand out to you in this, from these first 13 verses, anything that's kind of jumps out, leaps off the page at you. The first verse leaps off the page. page okay. to that. We then are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and okay. not to please ourselves. Amen. We're talking about the strong. What else? And to what the responsibility is. What else? 
I re see re the recurrence of the theme of hope mm. and that hope being brought to us through the word of God and our perseverance in that word in its study, um, being encouraged in it, um, realizing that it has been given to us, as, as it says, um, the scriptures are written for our benefit, those things that happen in the Old Testament have been written for our benefit, uh, benefit of those of us who come after those times. Amen. And we can do that for perseverance and encouragement. Amen. Anything else? Um, verse seven, Pastor, okay. accepting one another just as Christ mm. accepts us and it's to bring um, praise to God. Amen. Accepting one another, yes. Well, those are some of the, the things that we'll, we'll get through to and talk about. But I do want to go back to what Reverend Tripp highlighted from the very beginning. And we, we started talking about it last week, that uh, last week it was um, kind of talking about the week and uh, their responsibility, so to speak. But now it's to the, to the strong and their responsibility. And it says from the outset, the strong have a what? They have an obligation to what? Wait. To do what? Bear infirmities of the weak. To bear with, and this it's important to uh, understand what that word does mean and does not mean. Mm -hmm. um, it does not mean simply to tolerate at arm's distance. This is not taking a, a hands-off approach. That's right. So it says bear with, and that the word has a sense of take up or carry along with. So you, you we are in a sense sharing in that burden. So this is again, though that one or the ones who may have some struggles or may be weaker in their outlook or their views uh, in the in uh, or their understanding uh, of the word of God. Our responsibility is not to write them off, but to spend the time and bear with to carry up or to help take up the load of the infirmities or the failings or the shortcomings of the weak. So that's the first thing. This is not, again, a distant toleration. This is engaging and bearing with or helping to carry the load. Amen? Amen. So that's, one, that's one of the responsibilities is to engage those who may be struggling in the faith those who are strong, or we call ourselves strong, to take up and help carry for what reason? So let's just put it very, uh, just very simply. We see somebody with trying to go into the house with a whole, you know, what you try to do is when you come from the grocery store and you have 16 bags. And what you try to do is do it in what? One trip. But here it is saying, no, that's not those who are strong. 
help them along the way, help to bear so that they're not carrying this burden by themselves in terms of struggling through uh, their walk with the Lord. So help them carry it along. So that's one way of looking at those who are strong. So then I guess before we continue, what is the working definition then of the one who is strong? I don't have one written down. It just kind of popped in, but let's work, let's work that out. What does it mean that those who are strong, who's he talking to? Come on now. What are some words? Those who are what? Strong in spirit. Okay, strong in spirit. What else? Servant. So, so those who are servants, those who yeah. are strong in spirit, those who, I guess we don't like to use the word mature in the faith. Yeah. See, yeah. I, I was kind of, you know, see how I handle that? But those who are yeah. mature in the faith. And so uh, those who have been walking with the Lord, who ha have the, the word of God that, you know, our responsibility is to reach out and help to carry along. And, but it also kind of gives some parameters there, doesn't it? Because it mm -hmm. says those who are strong are to bear with the infirmities of the weak. And it continues by saying not to do what? Not to please, please. yourself. Our yourself. Selves. That's right. So what's that a warning against? And what's that a, a guidance for? Warning against what? I'll use the expression ego tripping. Yeah. Because just in case you didn't know, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, we are not all that. <laughs> right. I'll say it again. We are not all that. Everything that we are, our walk with the Lord, is because of what Christ, the Spirit of God, His Word, has done in us. And so we'll get to how we can kind of balance that out just in, in a, another verse or so. So one, remember, and maybe you need, we need to look in the mirror tonight after mm -hmm. we brush our teeth, prayerfully, you know, you do brush your teeth and all that at night. So you brush your teeth at night, look in the mirror and say, I am not all that. We, all I am that. who I am <laughs> by the grace of God. Hey, Pastor. Go ahead. Go ahead. Can I try the word. Why don't you check yourself? There, there's that <laughs> word again. Check yourself. That's so, your word. <laughs> not to please ourselves. So that means taking on the the attitude of humility. Yes. Right. Yes. And I mentioned this last week. Sorry, last week from Paul's letter to the the. Uh, Corinthians, those who think they are strong, take heed lest they fall. Amen. So, again, that's where we use that expression, check yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so it is our perspective is to please the neighbor and build or edify the other person, not for self-gratification or to build ourselves up as if we are all that. It's all by the grace of God. And we are, and one of the words that was used in terms of being the strong is to be a servant. And that's part of walking in humility. 
really is a safeguard against spiritual pride. Pride. I know we'll oh. come to verse three because Christ yes. did not please himself, but the reproaches of others fall upon him. Our reproaches fall upon him. So there's nothing that we have to boast about because it is all of Christ. And even as he did not please himself, if we were to follow him, and we are too not to be merely pleasing ourselves, but bearing with others who are not as strong and not as experienced, not as mature in the Lord. So there, there are some assumptions in that. Because what we're saying is that in this verse, and again, right in that verse three is for even Christ did not please himself. So there Amen. is, I guess, a, a, an assumption that we know this person, Jesus Christ, and how he lived. And uh, one of the one of uh, the key verses that we repeat over and over again is Philippians chapter two, verses five through eleven. And part of those verses talk about let this mind be in you as that which is was in Christ Jesus. And the, the expression that's often quoted in there is the kenosis that Jesus emptied himself. Mm -hmm. He did not. Let me, let's, could someone go to Philippians 2, verses 5 through 11? Let's go ahead and just, just read it because it's a powerful uh, section of scripture. So someone go to Philippians 2, verses 5 through 11, if you could read it. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature, God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbles himself by becoming obedient to death even death on a cross. Amen. Mm. So why don't we pause here for a moment? So that's a powerful scripture that we can pray over. So this, let's kind of help one another. How would we now uh, use that verse? How would we, how would we pray that verse? Is anybody uh, willing to share just, just, and I know that was a quick introduction, but from what you heard, how would you use this verse to kind of help us to pray through it? Because we talk about praying the scripture. So how would we pray this scripture either over ourselves or for others? How would we do that? What would it sound like? Excuse me, Pastor. What was that scripture again? Philippians. Five. Philippians 2. two Philippians five. chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. Thank you. Uh, is the uh, are the juices flowing? Are we what what? If this is deep in thought, right. going to pray that verse. What is, what's a word there that you would want to pray? How about Christ likeness, Lord? Humility. Mm -hmm. My desire, Lord, is to be more like you, Lord. Help me to take on the. Take on the mind of Christ. Anybody else? Come on, jump in there. How, how are we going to pray that verse? 
to ask the Lord to help us to walk in humility before him. And when we are in God's presence, we are truly in his presence, as Isaiah did when he saw the Lord high and lifted up when we see the glory of the Lord expressed in his word and impressed upon us by the power of the Holy Spirit. See God for who we are. We recognize how we are so unworthy. We are such sinners. We are so undeserving of anything. Um, and um, knowing how that Christ himself, who did not regard equality with God to be something to be grasped or to be proud of, how can we, in our fallenness, think of ourselves in any way uh, better than anybody else when Christ did not think of himself in any sense of pride? But Amen. So, he had humility he, he walked in. So if, if that becomes part of our prayer, and we're praying in and out, we're, we're praying without ceasing. So if that's part of our prayer of to stay in that spirit and attitude of humility, wanting to have Christ-likeness, that we mm -hmm. are willing to say all those things that we, you know, we thought were all that low, we just lay everything down so that we can just be walking humility. Um, that's going to make a difference in our life. And that's where, well, that's what will help us when we get back to Romans 15, not to please ourselves just as Christ did not. And, and this is what it says again in verse three, for even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the insult of those who insult you have fallen on me. He bore our sins. That's how, that's how far he went. So in terms of walking in humility and serving others, um, how far are we willing to, to go? And in one sense, you know, we, we can quickly say, well, we're not Jesus. But if we pray, we want to be Christ-like. Lord, help me, help us to have that same kind of attitude to, to do all that I can to serve others. It's a high calling, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes. And that's, that uh, scripture was taken from Psalm 69.9 and from Psalm 69, that's some, some parts of that are what are called a messianic Psalm because it points to uh, the Messiah who is Jesus the Christ, that reproach, the cross that he bore for the sins of the world. That's the high calling that we uh, that we have. And so the next part of verse four says, whatever, and that was just one example of the Old Testament, but then it says in verse four, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they might they provide, we might have hope. Okay, and one of the words we already heard earlier, somebody keyed on in on was hope. So remember the challenge I laid out before from the Old Testament scriptures, um, encouragement. Um, what are some of your stories that you can recall from the Old Testament that can help to serve as encouragement? Anybody? There's got to be at least a couple. My first thought comes to, to Joseph, how that he was sold into slavery by his brothers. And um, yet, uh, to make a long story short, he said to his brothers that you meant it for evil, 
God meant it for good. So he endured and persevered and was encouraged by the fact that he knew God and that God had a purpose in what was going on. And God was even through the adversity and the sin that was uh, that came against him. Uh, he persevered and became more Christ-like and like Jesus. And we know that Joseph in many ways is a figure of Jesus in the Old Testament, yeah. uh, was exalted. And it says Jesus, uh, after he, he was highly exalted. After humbling himself, he was highly exalted. And Joseph, as a prototype of Christ in the Old Testament, was uh, exalted from prison to the um, second place in the kingdom. Yes, from the as they say, from the prison to the palace. Yes. And he did it through the grace of God. So dealing with a, a situation like that, that's when we read that, that's an encouragement and support. Anybody else? What are some of the Old Testament stories that we kind of hold on to that help us and encourage us? I like the three Hebrew boys in Daniel <laughs> chapter three, when they were thrown into the fiery furnace, I, it, it encourages me that they said they know their God is able to deliver them. But even if he does not, he's still God. Even if he is at if he does not, we will still not serve or worship your gods. Amen. That's encouraging to me. Amen. To stand in the, the in a sense, the fire, not in a sense, but stand literally in the fiery furnace and to pray that prayer with conviction, trusting God that no matter what, this is my desire, Lord, is that to be delivered out of this. But Lord, even if not, you are still God and we trust you. Okay, good. Let's get one, one more. Anybody else? Pastor, this is Renee. Um, Sister Renee. Today at work, I was speaking to one of my coworkers who is a Christian. And we were talking about Job mm. and all of the horrific things he had to go through. And she kept saying, I've gone through a whole lot uh, through my other position that I had. She said, and I, I, I wanted to pray for the patience of Job. And then she thought, she said to me, but if I go through that, that means I have to go through a whole lot <laughs> to get that prayer answer. But my point really isn't, I, I understood what she was talking about, but what we both came out was, was how encouraging that story is. And of course, none of us have gone through anything like Job went through, but the mm. Lord saw him through exalted him and now his story is an encouragement to all of us so that's a new testament um story that i love because i can see it from you know where he started with a lot of things and what he went through and lost everything and just had a few friends that i'll just leave it at that yeah <laughs> <Two> <laughs> friends, whether they were encouraging or not that's something you, you guys but, um it, it, it's an encouragement to me to know that God is not a respecter of persons. Mm. And if he can bring Job through what he went through, it encourages me as well. Amen. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So what, what I'm hearing is that the same God that was with Joseph, the same God that was with those same, those three Hebrew boys, mm -hmm. the same God that was with Job, He's he's still able to do that in and through us as well. Amen. Amen. 
Oh, at least, at least I wanted to hear at least one amen. 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 <laughs> and, and that's the power of, of just knowing God's word and that we understand that uh, we are not alone. Yes, we have one another. Yes, we pray one another. But we also have the confidence of God's word so that going back to that word over and over again, if you read, as we read through this section, that word hope comes over and over again, that no matter what, I know that God is working things out for his glory. He did it before. He'll do it again. I don't know how he do it. Each situation, each story is different. And one of the things that uh, we missed, we miss oftentimes <clears throat> when we read these stories that I like to emphasize is, you know, we, we read things and we can sit down in the evening and read the 42 chapters of Job. Yes. But Job did it. <laughs> it's more than 42 chapters. This was time span. Joseph, when we, we did a study not you know some time ago about Joseph and the time span. We like to think that God is just gonna poof, things happen just in that moment. So the encouragement and the hope is no matter what, I'm going to trust in God. And this, this, it may take longer than we think. Yes. It's a trying of our faith as well. The trying of our faith. Amen. And they still trusted in God. Amen. We are hope. Wait a minute. Deacon Brown. I feel a song coming on. Come on. <laughs> Go ahead, Pastor. <laughs> what's, what's the song I'm thinking about? My hope is there. Built. It is. <laughs> on My hope is built on nothing less. So that hope that mm -hmm. as we find ourselves, the same God who did this before is continually doing this doing in it. our yeah. lives. And verses five through seven, there's it. It begins a, a kind of a prayer and appeal. Uh, for the next part, and well, before I move on to there, so what I what I mentioned last week, and I'm saying again, I just encourage you if you have not, you know, if it's been a while since you read through um, the Old Testament, go back and dig it back into the Old Testament stories, the kind of the foundation, foundational uh, stories of our faith, and see what God did then and what He's continued to do in our lives. Well, let me before one thing I thought somebody would mention, of course, is the the Exodus story, um, and that how that liberation, um, God bringing His people out, has been really helped to inspire, and in many times uh, our ancestors, that God is a deliverer. So, from a cultural standpoint as well, that liberation. Uh, from bondage and, and bringing out of, out of the hand of the oppressor. Um, that, those are the stories of encouraging the same God, that he's a just God, he's a sovereign God, and he never will forsake his people. So, um, but all those stories are, are therefore encouragement. And then when you get down to verse five through seven, it, it begins with the prayer, may the God who gives endurance and encouragement so we hear the story and that God who gives encouragement give you the same 
attitude of mind toward each other. Amen. Amen. Same attitude of mind toward each other. One. We're in this together. We are in this together. The same attitude of mind. And again, this is also had a note from Philippians 2, 5 to 11. Same reference. So that with one mind, verse 6, and with one voice. Do I need to read that again? Yes, I will. So that with one mind and with one voice, you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. One of our uh, our, our scripture theme has been uh, let our light shine that they may see our good works and to do what? To glorify, glorify. Our Father, which is in heaven. In heaven. So one of the ways that we can glorify our Father, which is in heaven, is to do what? Have the attitude of mind towards each other so that with one mind, mm -hmm. with one voice. Mm -hmm. Think about that for a moment. What would happen? This is just hypothetical. If in the halls of Congress, oh. what with one mind and with one, y'all laughing like, no, nah. no, but just, I guess I want you to so just think about it for a moment. If with one mind and with one voice, and our nation is that where we are right now. No, we're not. Not at all. And because we're because our and this is this is a challenge for us, and it's also a warning for us. When we don't speak with one mind and one voice, what happens? What's the, what are the consequences? Chaos. 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 Disruption. Disruption. Hatred. Hatred. All those things we just, and we could go down the list. All of those things do not promote unity and harmony in the body of Christ. And it certainly doesn't in our nation in terms of polarization and all of those things. And so we have a a, an example, sometimes examples are negative examples, but we have an example of what happens when we don't speak with one mind and one voice. Controversy. Controversy. We know all of those things. Mm -hmm. And the only way we can have one mind and be on one accord is to have and accept absolute truth. Mm. Only Amen. And, and Pastor, go ahead. And the only way, way we can do that, you even say from the pulpit, is let the focus be Christ. Yeah. He's the focus point, not our politics or who we think, but the focus should always be Christ, our top priority. 
And this is true for family life as well. Mm -hmm. Elaborate, what do you mean? Well, you think about a, a, a family, a couple or a family that functions well, as opposed to a highly dysfunctional family, if, there is, if they are of one mind and of one voice to glorify God, then the, the family life will be successful. That's not to say there won't be issues but, or, or struggles, but it, I, I believe this principle also applies to family life. Amen. Amen. So, politics, family. Sister, you're you always right when it comes to Christ. <laughs> you, you just right. Amen. You don't say you believe. I know you right. <laughs> Amen. 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 That's, that's good for me what you're talking about because uh, my mama said I got some stuff to me. So I need <laughs> to have that kind of focus. <laughs> Amen. Go ahead, Brother Lamont. I was going to say, it reminds me in, in First Peter where it says that all things that pertain unto life and godliness are given unto us in the word of God. Old and New Testament included. Amen. Everything and, pertains to life and godliness. Absolutely everything. Everything Amen. that we need. And, you know, remember what we started, not started with, but if we go reach back to Romans chapter 12. Be transformed how? By the renewing of your what? Renewing of your mind. So with one mind, having the mind of Christ, a mind that is renewed constantly so that when we do have struggles, discord, disagreements, we know what God's word tells us to do. That is to humble ourselves and seek reconciliation and forgiveness. That's taking on the mind of Christ and so going back to the family so that when there is uh, disagreement or anything that's going on, the mind of Christ is humble yourself, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And we take that seriously. And then with one mind and one voice, same thing with, you know, again, within the family, child raising with one mind and one voice, um, not the, the triangulation, one parent doing one thing and one other parent doing another, uh, you know, with one mind and one voice. And we have, going back to the Old Testament, we have an excellent example of what happens or what the potential is when we speak with one mind, one voice. There was a group of people that started to journey and they said, let us build a tower for ourselves. And so with one voice, one language, they had a mindset that they were going to build this tower up to the to the sky. And mm -hmm. God saw what they were doing and said he he said that there's no, there's nothing that they will not be and they weren't saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. These were people who came together in a sense, in opposition to God, and God confounded their languages. Amen. So, if God recognized that power of unity then, how much more so for we as the believers, the body of Christ? And so this is a prayer from verses 5 through 7. Prayer, may the God who gives endurance and encouragement the same attitude 
so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then I think it was Sister Charlene had keyed in on this verse, accept one another then just as Christ accepted you, accepted you in order mm -hmm. to bring praise to God, kind of welcoming one another. So one voice, one mind, glorifying God, and then embracing one another as the family of God. And that right. means Jew, Gentile, strong, weak, all working together for the glory of God. And Pastor, that's one that doesn't that also um, carry over from what Christ taught the, the apostles to pray, let thy will be done on mm. earth as it is. As it is in heaven. heaven. Amen. Amen. So Amen. really this is about this is about kingdom living. Mm -hmm. When we when we start having this same kind of mindset, the mind of Christ, taking on what he desires for us, we are really living out uh, the kingdom of God and embracing one another as the people of God. Verses 8 through 13. Um, and most of these uh, verses are um, quotes from the Old Testament. So I will kind of quickly go through them. Um, but again, it reaches back to God's eternal plan. So these aren't simply a bunch of scriptures just thrown in there as uh, uh, of proof points, but it points back to God's sovereign plan from the very beginning. Um, and so the first uh, verse eight, Christ has become a servant of the Jews on behalf of God's truth so that the promises made to the patriarchs and the more and moreover that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy as mm -hmm. it is written. And so then it goes down through several ones, several mm -hmm. verses. And the first one is 2 Samuel 22:50 and Psalm 18:49. And both of those rooted back in the Old Testament scripture was that God had a plan for the Gentiles. So if anybody thought that this was only about the Jews from the very beginning, God had a plan to include the Gentiles in his eternal plan. The second scripture there is from, or the quote there is from Deuteronomy 32, 43. And let me just pause there for a moment. Um, many of you may have a uh, study Bible and sometimes in study Bibles, um, they may have notes at the very bottom. Mm -hmm. um, I would encourage you sometimes <laughs> not just to say, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go back and, and, and look, look at those, look at those notes or scripture references because they help to uh, highlight what, what he's speaking there. So what I'm doing is taking some of these scriptures that maybe some of you have in your notes and just kind of bringing them forward. So from Deuteronomy 32, 43, same thing. Rejoice you, no, you nations or Gentiles. It's, mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's what, what God had desired from the very beginning. Again, God had a plan mm -hmm. for the Gentiles. In other words, you, you were not excluded. God was working things things out. 
he called Abraham, but yet in all of that, God still had a plan that was an inclusive plan. And the, the other verses, I'll just quickly note Psalm 117, verse 1, Isaiah eleven ten, and And I'll posit that one, the fourth one that's mentioned, Isaiah eleven ten. It talks about the root of Jesse. And the reason why I'm going to pause there, the root of Jesse is what? Jesus Christ. Yes. And even before we get there, Jesse to David. Mm -hmm. David, let's go back to Jesse. Has anybody heard the story of Ruth and Naomi? Mm -hmm. So God was working. So God was working all these things out, even though it says Jesse and David. Before we get to Jesse and David, you had uh, the kinsman redeemer and Boaz and Ruth. God was God. God was working things out all along. And Gentiles, you're included in that. That, and I, I don't think that Ruth was a Jew, was she? Moabite. There we go. So already God was just working things out for his glory of his inclusiveness. And then verse 13, I just want to conclude with that as that part of, excuse me, part of this prayer that he has. May the God of hope, wait a minute. Isn't that the word that we heard before? Amen. So if, if you missed the word in the beginning, He's kind of closing it back up again because we've first back to verse four. May the God of hope, you know, the same God who did what he did for the Hebrew boys, Job, Joseph, and all the other stories, fill you with joy and peace. Did y'all hear that? Joy and peace. Where did we hear that before? Back in Romans 14. The kingdom of God is not food or drink. It's about righteousness, joy, and peace. So he's linking us back to something Mm -hmm. that he's already said. So this is all part of the kingdom, joy and peace. Where else do we see those connected together? Fill you with the fruit of the spirit. The fruit Mm -hmm. of the spirit is what? Love, joy, Joy. peace, Peace. gentleness, and et cetera, et cetera. So that's what God is going to do. Bring out the fruit of the spirit in us that you may overflow with what? Hope. I like the expression overflow with hope. Just abounding. (laughs) What gives you that confidence? How can you be so sure? The word of God. Ah, thank you. Now, it's not a rhetorical question. It's the word of God. And because God has not changed, fill you with overflow with hope. My cup. Running over. Ah, there we go. Runs over. God, who is more than enough. Hmm. Hallelujah. Fill you with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Where has he talked about the Holy Spirit before? Romans 8. So he's 
He's weaving all the things, the fruit of the spirit, hope, yeah, yeah. the power of the Holy Spirit, that transforming power that if we have the spirit of, of Christ living in, in us, we have the confidence that we are the children of God. For those who are led by the spirit of God, we are the children of God, just knowing the power of the spirit. His anointing is on us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we can have that confidence and hope, not in ourselves, but in the one who died and who rose again and is coming back. And guess what? He's looking. Yes. What's he looking for? A church, a church. A church without spot or race. Those walking in humility, walking with one mind, walking with one spirit, giving God glory, honor, and praise, using our gifts, talents, and ability for his glory. Jew, Gentile, black, white, whatever, we are all one in Christ Jesus according to his divine plan. Amen. 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 We're going to stop there at verse 13, then we'll pick up. Yeah, I see Reverend, Kre Kre Reverend Krepsack will pick up on next week uh, and complete the uh, remainder of chapter 15 uh, to the glory of God. Amen. 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 Amen.